0: Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Carla Dunham, who's been the Chief Marketing Officer of Luggage Brand Away since January. Carla's marketing experience spans Foxtrot, Equinox, Kate Spade, and Amazon, so I wanted to ask her about the opportunity she saw it at Away and how the company is maintaining its buzz after experiencing a variety of lows and highs, including launching a hot, hot carry-on seven years ago. Welcome, Carla. Oh, thank you
1: so much. I'm so excited to be here so tonight. So
0: excited to have you. You're You're coming off a busy, busy weekend. Before we yes. jump in, what's yes. going on?
1: We, I just came back um, from Venice Beach less than 24 hours ago. Um, we were thrilled to be able to celebrate how extraordinary travel is with an activation that was powered by AI. Uh, we popped up in the Venice Beach neighborhood right where we have a store and invited local customers and fans and anybody who's curious about the space of travel to stop by this experiential moment where they could interact with AI technology all around the theme of where do you want to go next? And simply from giving, um, answering a really fun questionnaire, um, everybody who participated got a postcard that was inspired by their answers. Um, 10% actually got a postcard that was of a real life place, um, because of course, as a travel gland, we believe that travel happens in the real world and that nature and cities and places are themselves so inspiring. But it was so wonderful to see the level of enthusiasm our customers and fans alike had for this interaction. And I have to say the images, which were all powered by the AI artist Ulysses, they were just stunning to see. in the range and the colors, it, it um, really was a fun activation. And we kicked it off with a VIP event the night before, had a number of celebrities and influencers in attendance. So just felt like a really fun place to be as we're all out there traveling this summer.
0: So fun. Tell me about an activation like that, the, I guess... KPIs or what What was the goal? What was the success of it all?
1: You know, listen, I think the first and foremost is really delivering on our brand, right? Our brand has always been about the thrill of travel. Um, and increasingly, we really think about our brand as being oriented in net new experiences. And so it made perfect sense for us to show up with an AI moment. And that joy, that kind of visceral sense of like, oh, I had something that was so special. We always want to make sure that first and foremost, is it something that feels like a way? And then secondarily, it's that quality of interaction and engagement that then inspires amplification. And we were really excited to see that almost 30% of people who attended the activation then took advantage of the the, um, bounce back to visit us in store. So that notion that they had a great brand experience and they really wanted to go back down five or six blocks down the street felt terrific. And then ultimately it's how do you receive that as content in your newsfeed, right? And then realizing that on social, we saw, I think it was upwards of 11 million impressions, nearly 2000 taggings and Instagram stories, like, and simply just over a very short truncated period we feel like it was a win. It was something that just delivered on the brand and then had that visually compelling environment that inspired
0: people to share. That's great. Congratulations. How Thank many stores go. do you have these days and where are they located? We have 14 stores. Um, they're all throughout the
1: US. We do have one in the, the UK and London and another in Toronto. We're big believers in retail. You know, just as I was talking about the AI of activation that happened down the block from our Venice Beach store, um, we believe that retail is is the moment where you walk into our brand and you connect with our teams who are equally passionate about travel and can really walk you through the best product that makes sense for where you want to go in the world. Um, we're going to be opening two more stores later this year in the fall, one in Georgetown, the other in Newberry. That'll be our second store in the Boston area. Um, and both of those locations on noteworthy streets in the center of compelling must-see retail destinations Perfectly marries up with how we think about the power of
0: retail and the go forward. So exciting. During the pandemic, at the height of the pandemic, at the 20, 2020, March 2020, how many stores did you have then? And, and I guess, how did you? think of retail at the time, yeah. were you always so passionate? You were yet yeah. there. Always, we got to get into so passionate, that. Go always ahead.
1: So passionate. I mean, our NoHo store opened shortly after the brand was launched, right? So I think that idea of creating uh, moments where people can connect and feel inspired and, uh, through us and through our product, that always was part of the DNA of the brand, as much as that we were digitally centric. Um, and we had 12 stores going into the pandemic, and we actually opened a store during the Pandemic, which was you know something not uh, not inconceivable or or not uh, insurmountable, but and that commitment to continue to drive retail even during a moment where we weren't necessarily living in three dimensional environments outside of our home, just speaks to how passionately we as a brand view it. You know, I I think we're in this world where digital is so wonderfully optimized and customized and efficient, yet we still really want to feel differentiated and we want to feel contact. We want to understand how things work. I don't know about you, but you might, you know, do a little browsing online, but when you go into store and you can, you know, try on a shoe or try on a clothes or, or open up a suitcase and really understand its functionality, you're just that much more committed to that sale.
0: Absolutely. I am an IRL shopper <laughs> for sure. I Tell share me- that. Yeah. Yes. Tell me about you. You mentioned the knowledgeable associates. Um, Tell me about the training or who you look for or who's a fit in store.
1: I mean, much like the way that we think about what is the threshold for an activation, I think first and foremost is, does this person really represent, you know, who we are at a at way? And one of our core employee values is the idea that we, we really want to always be the customer in all exchanges and connection points. So we really start there. Is this somebody who can fit the brand? And is this someone who has passion around the space that we operate in? And then, you know, because people are making a pretty considered purchase in store, we need someone who can, or we need team members who can really think through and understand how things function in the real world and who enjoy unpacking and and working with luggage in store. And in fact, our stores are designed for those kinds of conversations. If you walk into our store, what you'll see are, you know, really compelling displays of luggage and how it pairs back to our bags and all the different accessories that go back inside. But then we have these Larger fixtures that are meant literally for you to open up a piece of our luggage or open up a bag and unzip it, get into all the nooks and crannies, the, the, the different types of um, latches that lock to hold your clothes steady, how you can zip and unzip, how it feels in your hand when you're holding it. Um, and so we really look for um, talent that can represent and engage our customers in those types of conversations.
0: speaking of attracting talent, (laughs) you're newer to the company. Tell me what was the the big attraction for you? Yeah. Well, you know, you covered a little bit of
1: my background in the intro. And I think that the through line through all of that, whether it's fashion, you know, mass retail at Target or luxury fashion at Saks or specialty fashion, you know, at Kate Spade, Peer Play, Ecom and Amazon, Equinox is, is being around the wellness space and Foxtrot really about delivering a, a superior and delightful food experience. It's all been about brands that have had a tremendous emotional connection to their customers. And that's something that I, as a marketer, I mean, I know that you're you're talking to marketers all over the, the, the universe, all over the space. And to me, the more abstract the category, the more interesting, because it just gives you this really wide and rich landscape to open up. Um, And then to be able to connect that love of travel with fantastic brand DNA, right? You know, I think when Jen Rubio really imagined what a way could be, she had such passion for understanding that people were traveling differently. And that sensibility of being deeply inspired by our customers and all of us being travelers internally, it just felt like a match that that I had to explore.
0: Yes. Is the brand still, I guess, navigating for better or worse? People pick up on negative news. So it's like Away, known for amazing luggage. And also, what was the Away backlash? Like I feel like, or controversy, I feel like that question, or that's always, You know, for a while, it's died down, but it's linked to the brand. Tell me about how the brand's navigating that and current employee sentiment. Mm -hmm, Is that a mm -hmm. challenge to win new employees? What's the vibe?
1: Listen, I can only speak to my own experience, which has been to join an organization that is fabulously collaborative and excited about where this brand is going to go and that is committed to creating a culture that enables both of those things. Um, And I think you see that with the creativity that we show up, even this recent AI activation, right, In viral teams and technology and creative experiential or retail teams, everybody having to get behind this uh, this initiative that if you're talking to somebody, you're trying to explain what AI is, you know, (laughs) it's like terribly abstract. So, and I think that that commitment to really, be the customers, I said earlier, extends to how we think about our own culture internally, right? We're all customers in some way to each other. And so that focus on really being part of a bigger idea is what connects us.
0: Yes. There were like definitive changes. You're like, we're changing from here. This is the new us.
1: A hundred percent. And again, I can't speak to, I can only speak to my current experience, which is that I mean, incredible leadership team across the board, just really talented individuals um, who are best in class in their individual uh, disciplines and then are just committed to work together to unlock our collective success.
0: Right on. Well, tell me about, we talk about that amazing carry-on. That's what you you put you on the map. Since you've expanded, I think you launched 2016, is it 2015? But anyway, the fact of the matter is, Six, seven, seven or so years. What what's been the product? I guess rollout trajectory. How how often are you rolling out new product, and is that necessary?
1: Listen, we have a real commitment to innovation. It's been in our DNA. You, you called it out with our with our carry on that disrupted, you know, yeah. what people think a, a piece of luggage could be and delivered superior performance. We have a history of unlocking um, net new best in class products right whether it be our flex collection which launched um i think about 18 months ago and is a powerhouse of a of a luggage concept where you it's has all the features of our of our carry on and our, our core collection with a little bit of, of extra room if you want to unzip, um the um the zipper it allow for that you know one inch to expand depending upon the size of the luggage, um and then our bag collection our backpack collection have really just expanded so we have um all, everything that you need to connect that piece of luggage. So that you've got, as we like to say, the travel uniform, right? Because the reality is when you travel, it's not just you're carrying on, you're bringing something with it that needs laptop functionality, or it needs a place where you can store all your cords, or where are you going to keep your wallet as you're going? And that spirit of design um, is powered, again, as I'm saying, by our customer focus. We have a customer insights team um, that, considering our size is incredibly robust and they are always out canvassing and getting customer insights around what is the next big idea. Everything from, you know, how should our zippers work to where should we put that second handle to how do we want to think about colors? What colors are lighting up our customers? And so we use that as part of the product development pipeline to really make sure that not only are we pushing innovation, but we're not doing it in an echo chamber, really making sure that we're going to deliver something that will delight our customers.
0: Got it. Tell me what that insights team, are these one-on-one interviews? Are they surveys? Are they just a combination of a lot of things?
1: a combination of a lot of different things. So we actually have a program called Zone One, which is a group of customers who have opted in to just be part of the co-creation of what is away. And we do everything from um, you know, one-on-one kind of focused group types of interactions to ongoing surveys that allow us to really pulse check and check in with them. And it's not just about product, it's also what do they think of our advertising? What do they think of how our website is is doing? Are we offering up the right type of assortment as efficiently as possible? And it's simply just part of how the organization thinks. It's it's sort of our 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 starting point when it comes to thinking through where the brand is going to go.
0: That makes sense. Well, when I was talking about the rollout of a new product, like obviously that makes for a marketing moment. Tell me about your marketing mix. Um, I guess in the everyday what what are you working with here in terms of channels
1: yeah i mean the reality is like any other marketer i think the reality is you've got to be everywhere all at once but you're not doing the same thing to everyone right so it's a really it's a really on the one hand fantastic environment to be in and on the other hand i think the rigor that is required you know frankly is is much about how you're looking at your media mix and your buy as how you're thinking about how you're collecting insights and leveraging that across teams internally right so it's a, it's a you know it used to be the challenge is how am i get an audience that's big enough for this idea that's no longer the challenge right it's much more about how do i connect upper funnel to ultimately what is that point of purchase experience going to be like and so for us listen we're on social we're on search um we're really interested in DR and streaming. I think it's a fantastic space to be in. I think the notion of how much TV is being consumed by your phone is really fascinating. Um and I think what's interesting to us is also how even with the proliferation of so much more content to watch, there are still those moments of absolute must-see and and and, and must connect with networks, right? Like I think how Max, for example, has really just leaned in on that very deeply and has been thinking about collecting a variety of of must-see programs into one network. That's all really interesting to us as we think about where we're putting our media dollars. I think the secondary piece to that is what is the flow and what are we saying, right? So how do we make sure that we're not just thinking like, here's my upper funnel buy, here's my, my consideration component, here's where I'm going to be converting, but looking at it as part of an ecosystem that's really dynamic and then making sure that, frankly, our site experience is ready for that, right? So it's uh, people don't talk enough about or marketers don't talk enough about what has to happen once they're in your environment. So we spend a lot of time thinking about landing pages and product landing pages and is this the experience that is fully optimized? Um, And I'm really fortunate to have strong partners on the digital side of the house who make those conversations, you know, really um, smart.
0: Oh, talk to me about landing pages. Maybe um, a tweak, an adjustment that's been made recently that you're like, this will help.
1: (laughs) Yes. I I think it's simply being able to speak to um, our product attributes much more uh, with greater detail. And to do so in a way that, again, leveraging those customer insights is how the customer is understanding that information. Like So, for example, we've been doing a lot of work around um, how we're presenting, how our luggage actually functions, and having it be not just imagery, but video, and making sure that we're shooting the product correctly with the intent that our design team had, and then using insights that are coming from our digital team to make sure that hey, when we're shooting it, let's make sure that we're always using a model that's of the same height so that we're beginning to develop that size reference. Those little tweaks that might seem uh, microscopic and
0: important matter a lot to our customer when they're ultimately deciding how they want to shop with us. Absolutely. When you mentioned in terms of your marketing mix, high amount of TV being consumed on phone, I don't think that we've, I've talked this out. There's a lot. Yeah. I don't know the stat. What's the deal? (laughs) People, everybody's watching TV on their phone these days.
1: Everyone's watching TV on their phone. I mean, I think the reality is that in, you know, listen, we, we are big followers of how and, and trackers of how people consume content. And I think the reality is that that traditional TV environment, smart TV just hasn't kept up with the adaptability and the ease of the app experience on the phone. Right. So I, I, I mean, that's not my the space that I'm in. I'm in there as a consumer media, but I think that's, that's just the reality of how people are interacting with those different channel, channels,
0: I think. When you're talking about your target customer, who are they? Are you going younger? Are you trying to get a Gen Z? They're already there. How would you describe it? I mean, listen,
1: you know, we have a deep portfolio of products. Um, and so when we think about our customer, we really start with a mindset. That's that's the point that that um even as we're as you and I were talking earlier around being needing to be everywhere and communicating with everyone, but wanting to do that surgically. Uh in order to do that, do that at scale with with a growth mindset, you've got to have some consistency in what is that attribute that connects your customer base, whether they're Gen Z or they're Gen X. And for us, we're really interested in uh, our customers, we or rather we believe that our customers are passionate about travel, yes. But their approach to travel is one that is deeply connected to discovery and exploration. And so that notion of loving travel, but being deeply curious and in search of the the next new experience around the corner, that's the space that we really lean into when we imagine who we are. And then, yes, to your point, we have really specific strategies on how we're thinking about TikTok. We know that our core customer that we launched with, they are now, you know, they are homeowners. (laughs) They have children. They have moved into a different um, space. And we're very fortunate that our product roadmap has really kept pace with all of those changes. And so we're able to offer a wide variety of products, no matter where our customer might be in their own journey
0: knowing that we're all on the same journey, which is this notion of discovery. I would think travel influencers would be a hot partner for you. Yeah. Are are influencers a big strategy? Go ahead.
1: Influencers are a really big strategy for us. And certainly we do do a lot of partnerships and content co-creation with travel experts. Um, but because we see our brand as being about a lifestyle and a mindset, we're also really interested in working with stylists or musicians or people who travel, right, I think, and and who are creative and who are individuals in their own right. Because, I listen, it, much as we were saying earlier around media, everybody's working with influencers. Not the, that's not the challenge anymore. I think that... Um, the space of, of – no and every, nobody disputes their ability to offer, you know, reach and awareness. I think the question is, what is the positioning and the storytelling that's embedded in that? And that's where we're really interested in in being hyper-focused on who
0: we want to collaborate with. Yes, because as a direct-to-consumer brand, yeah, you, you like your one-to-one kind of message control. I didn't ask when we were talking about channels and stores, wholesale partners that have any of – none at this point or a few?
1: None. I mean, listen, we, um, we did do a pop-up with Nordstrom back in the day. Um, but as of right now, we don't have any wholesale relationship. Yeah.
0: Right on. I didn't think so. Well, tell me about your, your marketing team. (laughs) Is this a large team, um, a growing team who's on it? Yeah. Well,
1: listen, it's everything that you would assume that marketing is. It's growth, it's brand, it's it's communications. Um, we're very fortunate to have a, a strong team dedicated to our creative uh, imagination and how we show up and then the um, production support to enable that. But like any team, you know, in, in today's environment, we are also always working with outside partners, too. You know, I think the reality is the range of of strategies that I, that I shared with you, it, it's, it's most dynamic to have, to have a portfolio approach in terms of how you ultimately source and staff that.
0: Yeah. That makes good sense. Well, po- I don't want to say post pandemic, but, um, post the height of the pandemic travel boom, everybody's stir crazy. We're going wild. What was the experience? Was it like the wedding boom where it was just like, let's try and keep up hopefully, but what was your experience?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I think we've returned to travel and we've returned to travel with a level of intensity that is unprecedented, right? I think what we can say about all of that is the expectations around travel have also changed and evolved. And that's been really inspiring to us as a team. I think there's this idea that everybody was so starved for experiences and having that feeling of being transported, that now they're at this moment where they really want to do travel to the hilt. And we're seeing it in how our customers are shopping with us. You know, whether it's the neon collection that we offered at the beginning of the summer that sold out in unprecedented time, right? Not only do people want to travel, they want to shout about their level of travel with hot pink and lime green, and they want to have it perfectly accessorized. Um, the the new canvas collection, which we just launched at the beginning of this month, already, you know, nearly sold out. And that was a collection that just had every component of your travel uniform perfectly matched, perfectly curated. And that feeling of just wanting to imagine that trip as deeply experiential and rich as possible is something that we've seen our products connect with perfectly amazing
0: more i feel like you have there are there are more competitors than when you first launched um maybe trying to do your thing um coming into the market i don't are you feeling that are you seeing that is that impacting any of your strategy in terms of we're going to do it differently in terms of X, Y, Z. I don't know in mm. what way. Mm.
1: I mean, listen. I think that the reality is, in so many ways, we created a vertical and created a demand, um, and we see ourselves as perpetually the innovator and the originator in the space. I think what it what you're seeing is, as we spoke to earlier, is just increased appetite and demand. Where we're focused is continuing to double down on the tailwinds that we have, which are powerful and strong, and push product innovation as far as we possibly can. It's been our hallmark from the beginning. I mean, the reason that Away resonated so terrifically was not just that we had a product, but we had a product that really met. Customers' needs and anticipated where they wanted to go and did so with unprecedented quality and with an expressiveness that was lacking in the market. And we believe that commitment to offering something highly differentiated that really functions. Um, you know, it's I love going to the airport. I'm 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 in the airport seemingly always and talking to people when I see when they have their way suitcase and the enthusiasm that they have for the brand. Is based in the functionality of the product, and and we believe that that's the space that we're just going to continue to lean in on.
0: I feel as though Away has unique challenges in terms of, I guess, specifics logistical things. For instance, returns. This isn't um, a light pair of underwear. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like that may be a challenge. Also, like loyalty. Um, I don't know that people are buying a suitcase every, every year? Mm -hmm. Um, How often are they coming back? Like, talk to me about some of those things. First of all, what do you know about loyalty?
1: Yeah, I absolutely love um, working on brands that think about loyalty first and foremost. Um, And I've had the good fortune, whether it was at Equinox, which was entirely membership based or Foxtrot, which also had a membership program to be able to imagine a brand through the lens of loyalty and arriving in a way it was so clear that that was also the instinct of everybody in the organization. I spoke earlier about how we use customer insights to continue to engage and and use that as part of our ongoing uh, growth strategy. The other piece that I would say is that it really has influenced how we've looked at net new product categories. So, just coming up on a year from we when we introduced Far, which is our um, collection of bags and backpacks and accessories designed for getting out—not just traveling, but a day hike or a weekend away at a cabin—and being able to understand. That our customers were taking different types of journeys, right? Where a duffel bag made a lot more sense because it was so much easier to load in the back of a car or to to then put on with straps, and you could you could walk around easily with with a um, a bag that maybe only had a couple um, pockets for clothing because you weren't going to be going for you know a week, for example, to Europe. So I, I think it's that one-two combo of one number one being committed to your customers, and number two thinking about that relationship with your customers being a dialogue, right? Um, and both of those approaches have to be embedded and not only in the marketing organization, but, but universally across the company.
0: What are some other challenges that maybe I it's are not coming to mind? What's going on right now? You know,
1: I, I think that um, it's really the challenge of being a brand in today's media universe. I think this idea of, Making sure that we're continuing to connect um, on an ongoing basis and lean in on what our brand has to say most uniquely um, is something that we keep at the the forefront of our approach. And I'm thrilled that that has been at the founding of a way, and it definitely is the mojo that attracted me to the opportunity.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned that UK store is international expansion part of kind of your growth path from here. We
1: absolutely love our UK market. It's an extremely successful uh, and profitable uh, market for us. But we recognize that we have so much opportunity here domestically, right? We only have 12 stores in the entire United States, which is shocking. Um, and so if we think about the ability to lean in on that from a growth a growth moment, it just enables us to build out our brand um, super efficiently um, and faster. And so our focus is really on domestic retail expansion.
0: Got it. Tell me about further expectations for 2023. I feel like it's like much like the luxury sector, where I mean, skyrocketed, and that growth is slowing. Um, I'm hearing the same on the travel front. It's still hot, but maybe it's not as crazy as it as it was. Um, yeah, what are your expectations, just in terms of demand and and other things we can expect from the brand?
1: I mean, you know, I think that what we are seeing with our customers is they are still continuing to prioritize travel, and our Understanding of that um, is based on this notion that travel is so much more essential for our customers. It delivers on um, the the most um, emotional and um, restorative aspects of life. That is viewed as a priority and something that can't be put on the back burner. Um, secondly, I think that our customer is really inspired by how our products really connect with what's happening trend-wise in the market, whether it's a color story like neon, whether it's a net new functionality like our our new FAR backpack that we launched at the beginning of this month. So that combination of wanting to travel, viewing it as essential, and two, really looking for products that deliver on innovation um, has us focused on the back half of 2023.
0: Right on. I feel like brands that are... (laughs) centered on travel and health or wellness um, are in in a good spot. On that note, uh, I didn't even think to ask you this. Collaborations, has that been a part of your playbook? It's absolutely been a part
1: of um, my personal playbook and in terms of my career as a marketer and a way I think in so many ways defined that um, channel or that 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 approach right from its founding, whether it was working with Serena Williams, whether it was working with Rashida Jones, I mean in so many ways imagined how working with a personality or a concept could unpack where the brand could go. And um, we feel very similarly. We just celebrated earlier this month our partnership with Willie Norris. Uh, in partnership with her, we launched a small collection of luggage that was gifted to 30 members of the LGBTQ plus community um, celebrating their experience of travel and really highlighting the need to create safe and joyful places for that community to connect.
0: Well, gosh, considering your background, can we expect an away subscription program? (laughs) (laughs) What I can tell
1: you is that we are actively um, focused on really thinking through how the next phase of our product assortment will really extend um, who our customers are and take them on the journey that they are most looking to take in their next chapter.
0: Right on. Well, Carla, this is fantastic. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. I so appreciate it and um, absolutely love your podcast.
0: That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to The Glossy Podcast. See you next week.